Hello and welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kind of eligible. Today I have a very special guest. Um, I feel like I say that every single time, and I also say special, acknowledge that every single time. But I've known him since I was a baby, I guess, which is so weird. Um, <laughs> but I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, why don't you tell us where you grew up and how old you are and where you went to school? Sure. So I am 26. I'm from New York City, which is how I know you. Um, I know your brother. I went to school with him um, since we were really young. So I feel like our families have been connected for a long time. Um, I went to college down south in North Carolina, very small um, liberal arts school. I uh, spent some time in Minneapolis for a couple of years before moving back to the city where I now work as a political reporter slash producer um, at a network based here. So um, things are good. I'm moving into Carroll Gardens in a week, which is a new neighborhood in Brooklyn. I spent two years in Williamsburg, so excited to give it, excited to give a new place a chance. And, um, and yeah, so we'll see. But And you're moving in with like, all your buddies from high school. It's like going to be a major bachelor pad. It's a little bit of a bachelor pad. So we've been, it was a a taxing apartment search as anyone who searched for places in New York knows about. Um, It took pretty much this entire month and we were between two places for about a week and decided on this spot, which, you know, after going to it a few times, we're pretty convinced it is a, it's a party house. It is, Three stories. It's got a roof up top. Um, it, I would expect nothing less from you guys. <laughs> so we're going to have, I think we're going to have some good times. Um, COVID pending. We'll see what what we're really allowed to do and what's safe. But we're excited to have an outdoor space. Obviously, right now is huge. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, I think moving in with anyone right now is interesting. Like, everyone's at home everyone's working from home for the most part yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be in each other's business for quite a while here so i'm like half looking forward to that and half just totally dreading it (laughs) another two questions that i ask everybody is where do you like to eat and where do you like to go out yeah so i immediately think to williamsburg which is where i've spent like most of my time the last couple years um Donna is the go-to cocktail bar there. Really good spot. Um, Skinny Dennis for dive bar and baby's all right for like a late night dancing scene. You've been there. It's awesome. Um, In terms of eating, uh, Lighthouse is a really good restaurant in that neighborhood. And um, I like to spend a little bit of time uptown, the Upper East Side, which is sort of my old stomping grounds from when I was younger. Uh, The Penrose is a fave. Um, UES is like a new cocktail bar, like speakeasy. Um, Have you been there? I have. I've been there a few times. They've got funky drinks. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I haven't been because it felt a little like gimmicky, but I'm always like, if it's good, I'm down to try it. It's good. It's like you you have to be prepared for your drink to be served with like something that you never think about consuming with alcohol. So like gummy bears was a feature in one drink. I think peanut butter was a feature in another. It is, it's a little gimmicky and they've got the whole like 
private speakeasy, what's the password type vibe when you enter. So that's sort of, you know, tacky sometimes, but it is nice once you're in there and, and it's a good vibe. And um, usually a lot of, you know, people our age. So oh, are, pe- really like people our age. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the weird thing about the Upper East Side now is like we both grew up there, but it wasn't a young neighborhood like when we were growing up. And now because of the Q train, everything's changed. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, it might be the Q. I think people are I think a lot of people in their 20s are, are moving there. I think you have two demographics. It's the older um, the families that live there that raise their kids and then it and then there's like nothing in between. And then there's like people fresh out of college or early on in their careers who, you know, are able to find a cheap studio or one bedroom there or something. So I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. And also like second Ave is just like a good place to go out now, which is, Um, but also you've never had gummy bears and alcohol before. (laughs) What were you doing in college? I know. I, I clearly missed, missed out on that. Missed that, Mark. We definitely, we used to keep like gummy bears in like a (laughs) Ziploc bag of vodka in like the fridge and just let it, let them like absorb them for a few hours. Yeah. You were being serious. No, I'm being, I'm being dead ass. Wait, okay. I got to hear, I got to hear about this then. That was was a thing? Yeah, it was like a college thing. You'd have like alcoholic gummy bears. You just let them soak up like whatever alcohol you put them in for a few hours, and then you can just like pop them on the. Shit, I didn't go to a cool enough school then. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, I went to Carnegie Mellon. That was like not a cool school. I think we just like to drink a lot. Um, okay, so let's talk about why you're really here, which is dating. Sure. You're currently single. Yes. Why do you think that is? <laughs> um. I don't think I've found, at least in the past year, a little over a year, someone who I would really wanted to spend a lot of time with. My last serious relationship was, it ended last spring, so spring of 19. Um, it was great. It just sort of fizzled out after you know, a period of months. Um, and since then, I've been, I've been dating a decent amount, but just haven't found that person. And sometimes it's, I'm not feeling it. Sometimes they're not feeling it. Um, it just hasn't quite meshed yet and that's okay. Um, quarantine has been interesting. So we're recording this in late August. Um, I have done some quarantine dating, which has been interesting and different. Okay, It's been like very safe. I've spent a lot of quarantine, like with family and people in that vulnerable age range. So I've tried to be careful, but, um, it has, you know, I've, been able to date and see some people and nothing that's that's stuck yet but yeah I don't know I think it's just I haven't really like let myself fall for for a person in in a long time so I think that's probably the reason and by a long time do you mean like since your last relationship or yeah before that since my last one yeah and your so your last relationship was about almost a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. how long were you guys dating we dated for about half a year. Okay. And how did you meet? We met on uh, Tinder. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Tinder gets, Tinder gets a bad rap, but I, I did use it and it was successful um, for us that time. And and yeah, I feel like most people I've met recently have been off of apps, the, the rare exceptions, but um, at least in, especially in quarantine, that's how people are with each other, I feel like. 
What what apps do you use right now? I'm not on on any right now. When I was dating the last several months, I used Bumble and Hinge. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much like I feel like what most people are using now. Mm-hmm. And talk about let's talk about like your quarantine dates. What <laughs> what was that like? Um, so they differed in like vibe and what we did. So there are a couple that were literally just like going to a park, hanging out, getting to know each other without, without drinks in hand or anything like that. Very kind of bare bones, but also in a way helpful. I mean, you sort of stripped everything away and you just got to know the person. And then there were, there were two that were like, um, we got takeout drinks and like got, went them and got them and then like went to a, to a park or walked around or something. So so did you ever try like virtual dating? So the first person I met up with, I was very hesitant to actually meet, like meet in person. Um, it was at the beginning of this, the city was a mess with the virus. Like we did, we did do virtual dating for about a month where we would. Like, what? Yeah, okay. we, did, uh, we did like phone calls. We did like some FaceTimes and stuff. Um not my cup of tea. Not really. I didn't really enjoy it. I don't see myself doing that much in the future. Hopefully I don't have to because we can get past this whole thing. Uh, and so eventually we ended up meeting up and we were safe and all that. But I was concerned because it was, it was April and the virus was hitting the city hard and I was with my parents and we, uh, we were trying to be careful. So you talked for a month online. Yeah. Like- facetiming or like through the apps like what like did you ever like we got off the app pretty quickly we facetimed or talked on the phone pretty often really okay and was was she someone who was in new york she was just outside the city um she was in like not quite westchester but like just north of the city uh so not far away at all um so I'm guessing it didn't work out. <laughs> did not work out. We, she was very sweet. And we had a great time together when we did meet up. And, uh, you know, I just think part of it was like the distance factor that she was out of the city. And I, I, I don't know, I didn't quite feel it between us. So, um, but yeah, it was an experience. It was the first for me to do the whole virtual thing. Did it take you meeting in person for you to realize that like, it wasn't really it? No, I started getting feelings about that before we met in person. Meeting, I, I wanted to give it a shot in person, and once we did, I sort of it, it confirmed that to me. <laughs> did you go on more than one date in person, or only one date? With her? Yeah. Uh, one date. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> so you talked for a whole month, and then you go on one date in person. And you were like, "Yeah, this isn't for me." Yeah, well, I think, I think it was like understood that we were we were both like continuing to like casually use the apps as we talked. Like, I don't think we were we weren't like exclusive. I mean, the the reason we took so long to meet up in person was just concerns over health. So yeah, of course. I'm just saying, like, after you talk for a month yeah. and you're like FaceTiming, phone calls, and then you meet the person in person. It, I just feel like I would, if if it didn't work out, I'd be like, oh shit, did I do something like in person I, that made it any different? 
Yeah, I don't know. We, I hope, look, I hope it was as smooth as possible. I mean, those things are always like, always tricky, but we, I don't know. We had like a few conversations afterward just to sort of get closure and understand what, like why exactly like we weren't feeling it. Um, Okay. So you're not like the type of guy who ghosts. uh, No. I mean, I, like I've, I have not texted someone after we've met up. Um, I tell me, this is normally how it goes. I will, I always text and like communicate afterward, but if it's like a first date um, and I'm not interested in seeing the person again, um, I usually don't text explaining that I don't want to see them again. You just don't text or you, <laughs> you <Yeah>. usually, <laughs> yeah, usually the, the conversation will just not happen. And, but if someone is like reaching out to, to meet up again, then, then we'll obviously talk through it and I'll explain, you know, I look, I'm not, you know, I had a great time, but not interested in seeing you again. Um, do you, do you find yourself like, ending things more or do you think that girls end it more with you um it's a bit of a mixed bag i'd say probably in a lot probably i've found myself ending it more often but definitely Mm -hmm. it's been the other way around there have been times when i really wanted to see someone again um and either they've ghosted or they've cut it off so it's it's definitely worked both ways. So are you somebody who likes to date a lot or are you somebody who likes to be in relationships or just single all the time? Uh, I prefer relationships. I like I like the idea of being with someone and like having that person and when that's happened, um, I've enjoyed that and it's been a ton of fun and like, you know, in, in a way it's like, let there's a level of anxiety that's not there. Like you just, I don't know, you're comfortable and you're um, happy together. Um, but I look, there've been times when I've enjoyed being single and going out there and dating and dating different people. And, um, but I, yeah, whenever I go out with someone, it's because like, I'm in the back of my mind looking for something serious. I prefer something, that's stable and, and someone who I can spend a lot of time with exclusively doesn't always work out that way. And I've had more casual relationships. It just sort of depends, but, um, I do, I would prefer something longer term. How long was your longest relationship? Um, about seven or eight months. So okay, not super long. I've never had one of those like crazy long ones where, you're in love and you're on like, you know, close to the marriage track or anything like that. And I've had friends who, who are either in those relationships now or have been in the past. I haven't found myself in one, but I've been in a few that last enough time where like it really gets serious and the feelings are strong. Um, and they, you know, for whatever reason, didn't last longer than, you know, that time frame. Do you think that we're, well, was that in college? Was that after you graduated? Like there were, I actually didn't have a relationship relationship like that in college. Um, being at a small school, my school was nineteen hundred kids. 
I think people, yeah, there it's were, tiny. it was tiny. There were people in relationships, but I think the tendency from folks there was to be in more casual relationships or hookups. I think um, at a small school where everyone knows everyone, you get, it's easy to get defined by who you're dating. And I think that was a lot of pressure for some people and myself included sometimes, but I had a serious relationship in high school. Um, and then I've had a couple of serious ones um, since I graduated. And do you think you've, have you been in love? No. No, you don't think so? I don't think so, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, but, like, do you think that's, uh, I don't know, like when, do you feel like there's an age at which it's no, appropriate not to at be all. in love? Mm-mm, not at all. I think like I have tons of friends who are my age or your age even um, who've never been in relationships. So, and I don't think that's uncommon. I think like, especially in this day and age, it's not that uncommon to not have been in a relationship. I, I don't know about you, but do you ever think it's like, there's maybe someone better? Do you think it's like too much choice? Do you think you're not meeting the right people? Yeah, so the New York dating scene is an interesting one. I've heard a lot of people complain about it um, for those reasons. And I think the apps um, perpetuate this of like, there are so many people in the city that, that you could date and it's easy to always think that there's someone better. And I know I've fallen into that trap before myself. Um, it's, it's really easy to, and I feel like I've probably like missed the boat on, on some, some really great people who I've either met or I've talked to online or something. Um, but also it's, I think we're lucky as if you're single in New York city, I mean, there's a, you have the benefit of being in a really big city with a lot of options. And, um, if you are like disciplined enough, which again, I haven't always been to like really, you know, shoot your shot on someone who, you know, is really, who's going to be really good for you or who you enjoy being around, then you can make it work. I mean, there's just so many people out there for you here. It's like much better than being in like rural God knows where, like, it's just, a, it's a, the fact that there's so many people is a good thing, I think. Um, but it's easy to, um, to sort of fall into the trap of like going on to the next person too quickly. Do you, so in sort of like the hookups, relationships, like situationships that you've had, is it, I like, do that you point. find <laughs> situationships? Yeah. It's a good one. It's like the person you've been seeing for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not dating like that kind of person is the situation chip. Um, but do you, do you think that those relationships have ended um, because of like a similar reason or is it like a mix of things? Yeah. A couple of them. There've definitely been a couple who I think back on now. I'm like, man, I was crazy to, to not go on another date with that person or, to go on a first date with that person. Like there's some people you meet on an app who are, you really hit it off with. And then you, I don't know, you find the next person to swipe on and what, and then things go from there. So yeah, I've had those feelings about people. Um, that's not, I wouldn't say it's the only reason those things end, but it is being in New York, like, you know, easy to find the next person, I guess. And that's probably played a factor in some ways. Have you never like backslid? Like, have you ever revisited? 
I uh, I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did it work out? I mean, clearly, obviously, nothing has worked out like long term. But yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work out long term, but like the, it did work out in terms of like the person was up for meeting up again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So on apps, like, do you have like long conversations with people before you get off them? Or are you the kind of person who's like, let's go out, let's meet? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I think some people are like real quick with it. I'm not, I tend to try to like feel people out first, but I also don't love just being like talking on the app. Yeah. Eventually I do want to meet in person. So Um, what are those like feelers? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, I want someone who like is like curious about me, who's going to ask me questions and, um, like sort of help keep the conversation going i i because then that translates to in person too like you want someone who is gonna i don't know even if they're not generally like at least act curious in like your life and what you're doing i think that always helps because i try to be the same way toward them um someone who i've always like had a thing for like a dry sense of humor and whenever that kind of banter shows through on an app i think that's like sometimes hard to make happen. So I always, I always appreciate that. It makes it fun. Um, and I'm usually willing to meet up with those people. So those are a couple things that come to mind. Do you have a type? I don't know. I probably in the past I did, but I, I don't, I don't think I do. I feel like I've gone out with a, a, a range of, of people in the last few years. What like, what was it previously? I, I, um, I went out with a lot of um, blonde women, and I think I think it was coincidence, but I I couldn't tell you. I had a, a one of my best friends is a girl who would always give me a hard time about that. But um, yeah, I don't know. That was I not gone out with someone who was blonde in a long time, so I think that's like past me. I really don't think. I think there's like a baseline sort of level of of like decency and um like respect that I try that I try to seek out in someone and then from there it's like probably gonna have a good time and I'm and and I'll be attracted to them but uh I don't have a type really right now I don't think right now like current there's no like flavor of them <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah if those things work that way I don't know I definitely what my previous type is not uh has not quite stuck I guess do you find yourself dating like diverse women or do you find yourself like sticking to, I mean, you said blondes, but you said that changed. So yeah, what changed? I, yeah. So it's been diverse along, along those lines that you mentioned. Um, I've dated a few people of different races. Um, I dated someone who was six feet a couple of years ago, which was. How tall are you? I'm six feet. So. Okay. So I don't know if she was like feeling like she couldn't wear heels or something. I know that's sometimes like a thing for, for girls, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've enjoyed like going out with people who are, I feel like are pretty diverse. And again, I, I, there are like other traits that I think can be found in people of all types, uh, that I look for most often. Yeah. So you, you don't have any limiters really. No. You're like open to anybody, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. 
cool. So I, I mean, that's for our listeners. Like if somebody is interested, there's no, there's no limitations, right? What about age? Age. I would like to date someone who is um, within a few years of my age. You're, you're 26. I'm 26. So someone who is, you know, at least like a couple years out of college or maybe a few years older than me, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to have, to be able to bond over like shared life experiences. If you're at a totally different place in life, it's just, I think that can be difficult. Yeah. I Have you ever had that experience? I, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Your your face just totally yeah, changed. I, yeah, I've um, I've had a couple like more casual encounters with people who were, uh, you know, like quite a bit older than me. Okay. Um, who I in, really enjoyed spending time with, and but and wasn't just like in it for the sex per se, but realized that I think that age gap is. A little bit too much they were uh in their late 30s so okay and and you were i guess your age younger so like was, 15 years it was last year so i was okay um but i think you're right like it's hard it's hard to like connect with somebody if if there's no not no but there, like a clear generational gap well, if I could connect with somebody like on a friendship level, who's this much older than me, like maybe I could date this much older than me. I think it depends on the person. Like if I met somebody who was like 40 and knew like what I was talking about when I'm like referencing a TikTok or something like that, you know, like something small like that, then maybe it would be different, but it's harder to find, like, I wouldn't be seeking that out, you know? And I'm not like closed off to it by any means, but I think that like, especially for women like a few years older is a good sweet spot just because men mature at like a much slower rate than women. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, a nice generalization. <laughs> it's like, but it's generally true. <laughs> like if I'm dating somebody who's also 23, like chances are they have the brain of somebody who's like 18 and <laughs> like, Okay, tell me what you were like, like when you were twenty three. Twenty three. Um, okay, I was in Minnesota at that point. So I, I mean, so I feel like I, I, everyone makes that transition from like who they are in college to who they are after college, and a lot of people surprisingly like stay the same. So I was in a fraternity in school and have some former fraternity brothers who were like still the same way, which is like unthink unthinkable to me that they can still they can like hold a career and you know be as crazy as they were back then but everyone i think goes through a transition for me it happened like real quickly um i think just because of like what i was doing so i went uh two weeks after graduation to go teach elementary school in minneapolis relationship wise were you open to like settling down when you were 23 or like being in a serious relationship yeah so I, I was 22 when I moved out there and immediately got into a serious relationship with um with someone who was out there with me and we dated for like that for about seven months um 
and that was that was fun. I think that like helped me settle into you know that new city and that new job. Um, so yeah, I I was ready to settle down. I feel like I've been ready for relationships for a long time. I, I enjoy them, but um, I don't try to force them if I don't feel it. So, but with with her, I did, and we had a great time. So I kind of want to hear about like some more fun things because I don't want everybody to think you're just like super. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you said you had some casual encounters with people, somebody who was like late thirties, yeah. right? How like how did that happen? Okay, so that was okay. So that was on the apps. I decided to just I decided to extend the range, make it a little bit interesting, um, and met you know match with some people who were like way older and we talked and found them interesting and attractive. And so we met up and, um, yeah, it was, it's interesting going out with someone older who like looks older too than you definitely was one date where I was like, you know, I wasn't quite comfortable with it. Um, and worried that they were like, eyes on us or something which is you should never worry about but I did I feel like it's more more normal not normal but like more accepted that like an older guy would be taking out a younger girl but that I don't know been, that might have been why I was self-conscious on one of the dates is like it's right your people are used to sometimes seeing an older guy younger girl less so vice versa but one funny experience was um so I went out with someone who I had a great time with, we uh, spent the day walking through an art gallery in Dumbo, which was kind of cool. And then we met up for a second date, which was like dinner and a Broadway show. So like, this is when you know you're like going out with someone older. It's like, things are getting real on date two. And it was like this nice restaurant. Um, and we had a great time. And we went to the play, which is like, I guess she had these tickets I guess you can have tickets to like shows that are off Broadway, but are trying to be on Broadway and they see how the turnout is and whatnot. And so we went to this one, I didn't know anything about it. And it turned out to be a play about, about this like college kid who like had an affair with his like older professor. <laughs> and the, it was awkward a little bit as we were sitting there knowing like, like, this is the play that we're going to show up to of all the ones that we could see. And I don't know if that had any connection with that, but afterward, I texted her about going out again, and she was like, look, I can't do the age thing right now. <laughs> um, and I was like, I understand, but uh, it was, yeah, that was crazy. That was one that sort of got away. I really did enjoy spending time with her, but, um, but yeah, that was a funny play to end up at. Did you, did you feel like she was like more experienced? Was that a factor at all? She, uh, a little bit. I mean, she hadn't dated as much. She had been in a long-term relationship with someone for a while and had been, um, engaged with someone for a while. And so, and had like recently sort of ended things and she was like, getting back in the game, so to speak. And I don't know, I asked her when she told me it was the age it was age related, I asked her, well, is it because 
like the age gap itself is concerning or is it because I act like as I act like I'm 25 or younger she's like no it's more the age thing I just I'm not into that right now so I don't know what it was but why are people like not able to like express the thing that keeps them from wanting to see someone I think it's like that happens a lot I think people, it's just human nature. Like most people aren't confrontational or don't like to talk about their feelings and just think it's easier to, you know, let it go than have to give somebody an explanation, which I am not that kind of person. I like, I'm totally about communication and talking. And like, if something didn't work out, like, cool, just let me know. So I don't waste my time. Like, I'm not going to pursue somebody who's like, I'm not into it, but I would rather like not have you live rent free, like in my mind. Mm -hmm. If, (laughs) if I don't know, like, I don't like the in between. I, it's just like, I think a lot of people are, I think it's also a sign of maturity. Like if you're not able to have a conversation with someone and be like, look, I had a fun time, but I don't necessarily think this is, you know, going to work out cool that's all you need to say right in my opinion i don't know that's not like yeah. true for everyone no totally totally spot on um i think it's like a lot less painful than i think people think it is um so yeah that's all it takes if we're talking about like things that i, I don't look for in someone who i'm dating there was someone who i went out with last year who kind of embodied some of those things pretty pretty heavily. So it was someone who I met on an app. We met up and she lived in Tribeca. So we went to a bar in Tribeca and you know had a really nice night and I sort of picked up on like she sort of had a sort of sorority girl feel and that's probably unfairly general to say, but I don't really know how else to describe it and felt um I don't know. Like we hit it off in some respects but didn't like I don't know. I sort of had my flag up a little bit and we did go and like we hooked up and we ended up running it back for a second time. And I'll never forget the second date. It was at Donna, which is one of my favorite cocktail bars in Williamsburg. If you know Donna, you know, it's like a pretty classy place. Like you go and, you know, I don't know, it's like a diverse group of people and you're in there and people are kind of, um, I don't know, going about their business and whatnot. And she was, she was telling me about her like trip to the Hamptons that she just been on. And she was talking very loudly. And I'll never forget when she said like, God, like I'm just so exhausted. I need a, I need a vacation from my vacation, which was (laughs) to me just, she just seemed a little bit like tone deaf to, and like kind of out of touch with certain things culturally and whatnot. And we were at a place like, you know, this bar where it felt like everyone was like culturally in touch. And I don't know, I felt a little bit self-conscious being there, but that was one example of someone who um, sort of embodied some traits that I wouldn't really like pursue a relationship with someone like that. Um, So that was one sort of, I guess. So she like wasn't really woke. No. No. And you're a like a political consultant for a 
news source, right? Political, yeah, so I report. So I report. do, yeah, so I write and help produce some stuff for the, for the network I work at. Um, and yeah, not to like put myself up on a pedestal. I've had, you know, it's a learning process. It's a learning process for me over a number of years, but like, I don't know. I just think if I'm going to, someone who I want to spend a lot of time with, I think needs to embody a certain sort of like cultural awareness that, um, with that date was like on display in a pretty like embarrassing way at a, in a neighborhood of, of uh, the city that, um, you know, I don't know if that really flies that way, that much. So. Yeah. So somebody who's like into politics and into current events, like, and is able to like be empathetic is something you're looking for. Yeah. It's not, you know, I love talking politics. It's not, it's not something that I need to talk about. I've had great dates where that wasn't brought up at all. And I've had some really good dates where it was, but um, no, I mean, it's someone who I think shares like certain values with me along those lines is important. Um, otherwise it's like, I find it hard to, to like spend a lot of time with that person. But um, what sort of values are you like alluding to? <laughs> yeah, I think I think someone who is like aware of, so if, if I'm like, if I'm on a date with someone who's white, I want someone who can like understand the fact that, you know, there's a certain like privilege they carry and whatnot. Um, and that doesn't need to be something we talk about explicitly because that can be like kind of too serious and boring for a first date. But like, I want to sort of understand that that's, that someone carries those, um, carries that understanding with them. And so that's sort of what I'm talking about with that. Yeah, I, I get that 100%. We have one last segment, um, which I do at the end of every episode. Okay. And we call it Shots. And I'm just going to ask you rapid fire, this or that questions. Great. Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Work hard or play hard? Uh, work hard iPhone or Android? iPhone. Delivery or dine out? Dine out. Laundry or dishes? Uh, dishes. <laughs> TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Zoom or FaceTime? Zoom. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Spicy or mild? Mild. Armand knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's white. <laughs> <laughs> uh money or fame money coffee or drinks date drinks drinks first um if you had a boat what would you call it uh god talk about one i've never even thought of before uh uh Drinks first after my favorite podcast. Oh, great answer. Okay. Well, like I said before, guys, if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed this guest, please slide in at drinks.first on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, totally fine. Email me at drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm your host, Ariana. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, at ariana.nathani. And if you like this episode rate it review it subscribe it share it with your friends uh if you think this guy is great and you know he's not for you but you think it's he's good for your friend share it with your friend um thank you so much 
for being on. Of course. Uh, it's a lot of fun, despite all of the stupid technical issues, but... We, you know, we got through it together, Ariana. Yeah, we made it work. We made it work. Um, and, yeah, until next time, thank you.